Welcome to the City Edge Church podcast. For more information, please visit our website at cityedgechurch.org.au. We hope that you enjoy this message. Well, today uh, in the message this morning, many of you may be aware that it's actually Remembrance Day today. It's a hundred year anniversary since 1918. It's 2018 now since the ending of the First World War. So this particular date of the, uh, you know, the 11th hour, the 11th day of the 11th month is actually the day when the hostilities ended. And uh, they declared a little later on, but this was the day when it all kind of, the, the war ceased, the First World War. And uh, we'll take this time. And what I want to do is, is we will at 11 o'clock, we're all 20 minutes from now, we're all going to stand up and we're going to do a minute silence, okay? And we're going to take part in this and then I'm going to pray at the end of that. So we'll just, I'll have a reminder there and then we'll jump up and do that. So it's going to be kind of a little segue in the, in the middle of the message. Can we do that today? All right, so we can honor our, our, our and, and also at the end, I just want to pray. I want to pray for those who've been to war and still need a miracle in their life. I want to pray for all of our servicemen that are overseas right now. And uh, we want to pray for protection over them. And we want to pray for the nation of Australia as well, which is is great. So we're diving into the second part of our series, Supernatural. And, uh, and I'm, I'm so excited about this series, I must say. I, you know, I get excited about every series. And, uh, but, but this series, I just know that God is wanting to do something powerful in each and every one of our lives. I know that He wants us to switch on to who He is and how His nature works, that we aren't just called to live a life that's just run in the natural, but God has called us to live a supernatural life as well. And, uh, and, and sometimes we, we think that oh, we, we, we try to have natural answers to, to spiritual issues. And, uh, and God wants us to live a supernatural life so that we understand that we can know what's going on around us spiritually as well as naturally. And, uh, and, and I just love the fact that as a Christian, if you are a Christ follower today, we have the great opportunity of knowing Jesus and knowing the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We know His power and we get to walk in that today. Romans 8, 10 to 11 says, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. And we know we have the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead living in us. What a great opportunity that we have as a Christian, as a Christ follower, that same Spirit. Now, I think sometimes we kind of dumb this down a little. Sometimes we can get a bit nonchalant about it, about the fact that the, the most powerful being in the universe, God Himself via His Spirit lives in us. His power. We have access to that. We have access to all that He has to offer us today. And I think sometimes we, we can know this and tap into this. And I love that this series is going to help us on our journey of knowing how to walk with the Holy Spirit. Knowing how not to just accept natural circumstances, but know that, hey, whatever's going on, God can shift those situations and move them toward His will and His good purposes. Amen. God has more for us today. And I want to encourage us as we dive into the Word. And I've got three quick things I want to share today 
about what the Holy Spirit does for us supernaturally. When we choose to walk with Him, when we have a daily relationship with the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, a prayer life, we know that we can tap into some really powerful things with the Holy Ghost. And the first is this. I want you to open up to 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 8 to 10. And we're going to follow a quick story around the prophet Elisha today. We'll be on the screen as well, but here we go from verse 8. When the king of Aram was at war with Israel, he would confer with his officers and say, we will mobilize our forces at such and such a place. But immediately, Elisha, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel, do not go near that place, for the Arameans are planning to mobilize their troops there. So the king of Israel would send word to the place, indicating by the man of God, time and again. Elisha warned the king so that he would be on the alert there. How cool is that? So awesome. You know, the first key today that the Holy Spirit switches us onto is supernatural guidance. Supernatural guidance. And I love the great thing that as we walk with the Holy Spirit, we can be guided by the Holy Spirit throughout our lives. And I love as it shows here in an Old Testament example of how the prophet of Israel in those days before the the cross, the death of Christ and the resurrection, the infilling of the Holy Spirit means that we can have a daily walk with God every day personally. Who, Who loves living in a New Testament era? Man, isn't that incredible? But they didn't have this in the Old Testament. The Old Testament, you had to wait for the prophet to come to town who carried the Word of God, who carried the anointing for miracles, and who was able to work with the Spirit of God as the Spirit of God rested on them. And so we see that Elisha is so anointed that he can see what the king of Aram and knows what the king of Aram is going to do before he does it. How many know that's a really great way to fight a war? Great way to fight a war. He loves the fact that, man, the king of Israel, living in Samaria, was just loving the fact that he had Elisha on his team. And uh, able to just let him know. And the Bible says that he knew what the king of Aram was even saying in his bedroom at night. Now that's powerful. So I love the fact that fast forward to today, as a Christian, we get to walk with the Holy Spirit and we get to access the giftings that He offers us. We get to access and walk with the Holy Ghost when it comes to how we can be guided in this life and guided in our steps and decisions. In 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 8, it says this, A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. And it goes on to share a whole range of other gifts in in 1 Corinthians 12. But I want to tap into here, we're talking about spirit of wisdom and discernment. And so we know that the Holy Spirit, He empowers us to be able to be guided in wisdom and discernment in life. Now He says that to to one is given, the other is given something else and and gifts. And what that means is, is that there's a greater empowering of specific gifts over our lives. As we walk with the Holy Spirit. But it means that these gifts are accessible for us. That we can know the guidance of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Now what I'm saying is, if someone has a really, really great gift in the Holy Spirit and discernment, it doesn't mean that just because you don't carry a really strong gift there that you can't discern. 
That you can't be led by the Holy Spirit to be able to discern and be guided in a situation. Now, some people are more gifted. Maybe they have the gift of mercy or faith or, or wisdom or, or, or whatever it may be as it lays down the line of, of the gifts that the Holy Spirit lays out upon us. Now, I love the fact that we can be guided by the Holy Ghost. How many know there's some decisions that really need God's help? In this journey... We look at life and family and business and ministry and, and all we're called to do to navigate this life. I know that I would rather know the power of walking with the Holy Spirit, His guidance, His direction, rather than trying to do it in the natural. Because some things just need God's advice. Sometimes we're trying to find a natural answer to a spiritual issue. And we need the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You know, I think back, even in August this year, we celebrated six years of being able to get into this building. God is so good. And uh, shared a couple of stories of what happened in that particular time and season. And we were not even a year into, but Pastor Kate and I uh, just taking on the church and leading the church. And then we were thrust into a move of the church, had to fit out this building, find somewhere to hold church. It was an amazing time. It was stressful, but it was an incredible time when we look back to the testimony of what God has done. But I, I remember in this season, there was a particular point where we were trying to get through council to get the DA, the development approval, to be able to meet in this building. And I was also trying to negotiate the lease at the same time. And uh, the building works were ready to go. We already had some things happening. We were trying to get things moving. And man, there were, there were things going on everywhere. We were trying to keep Sundays going, life groups, leadership. I got to tell you, it was a stressful season. And I remember in the midst of this season that I, I was just, I, I would take the time every day. I knew that I couldn't walk in the natural in that season. I knew that if I kept myself in my headspace in the natural, I wouldn't be able to be guided by the, the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And I needed the Holy Spirit in that time to lead us into the future. And I knew in that time it was daily coming into prayer, daily coming in to listen to the Holy Spirit. And I, know, I remember there was kind of this stalemate that happened with the lease and a stalemate that happened with the council. And I was like, God, what do we do? And I knew that as I came into the presence of God every day, I felt over a period of time the Spirit of God began to speak to my heart and show me bit by bit the steps that we needed to take. And one of those particular steps was we had, with the lease, we had been, you know, kind of halted because the lawyers were like loggerheads and they were back and forward at each other. And it was like, man, can't you just work it out? Can't we just be friends? You know, and uh, it just wasn't working out. And I just felt, okay, God, what do we do? And I remember ringing the landlord in that moment. I said, you know what, mate, this is just going back and forth. It's not getting anywhere. I said, are you over it? Because I know I am. And he said, yeah, it's cost me too much money. What are we going to do? And I said, can I just come and meet you? Can I just come? I just, and honestly, this came from the Holy Spirit. Just said, ring him and go and meet with him. And so I did. I went around, took a friend that knew how to, how to you kind of negotiate a lease. And I said, all I want to do is let's look at all the points of the lease and let's just negotiate it together. Let's just talk about it. Let's leave all the arrest out of it. So we went and sat down and we negotiated over a period of two hours, all the points of the lease. And it all worked out. And we sat at the end, drinking a coffee and going, well, that worked out, didn't it? And I'm like, God, man, you are so good. I remember coming back to the church and, and I felt like 14 tons had lifted off my shoulders. 
I honestly, I was just like, thank you, Jesus. I praised him in that moment, knowing that, Lord, only you could do that. Only you could shift something like that. And bit by bit, like dominoes, everything else, uh, it kind of came through. But I want to tell you today, if we have the power to walk with the Holy Spirit and be guided by Him, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we? And I want to say to this today, in our life groups, we are going to discuss more about how we can walk with the Holy Spirit how we can hear the voice of God. Maybe there's people today and you still don't know how to hear the Holy Spirit. You still don't know how to switch on. Maybe you're a relatively new Christian or maybe you've been saved for a while now, but you've still not learned how to tap into walking with the Holy Spirit. Hey, we want to help you over this month. We want to dive into this more in deep community in our life groups. And I want to encourage you, if you're not in a life group, check one out. Talk to our Connect team. They'll, They'll find one just for you. As a place where you can connect. But I love the fact that we're going to be able to get in and discuss and help people. And I want to encourage you, you've been in a life group for a while and you got someone there in your life group that doesn't know how to do it. Guess what? You get to help them. You get to help them. You get to help them on the journey of discovery. It's not just the life group leader, but together we're going to help people on the journey of being able to know how to decipher and, and kind of like you've got to decipher your own thoughts, your own voice. You've got to decipher what your friends and people around you have been saying. You've got to decipher sometimes when the devil's trying to speak to your mind. And then you've got to decipher when it's God speaking to you. How do you decipher between those four different areas? And, and we, and, and we want to just help on the journey of knowing Hey, how does God talk? What does He say? How does it line up with the Word of God? So we can get the right guidance when we need it. Hey, we get this in this life. We don't have to live without knowing how to hear God's voice in our lives. Who loves living in the New Testament era? Isn't it great? We get to have this in our lives. So we want to encourage people and help people on this month. The second thing that we see here is that there was supernatural protection. In 2 Kings 6, 14 to 18, it says, So one night the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. And when the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up and saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire, as the Aramean army advanced toward him, Elisha prayed, O Lord, please make them blind. So the Lord struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. Man, I love what this is showing. It shows us that God is always doing more supernaturally than what we can know in the natural. There's always more going on in the supernatural than in the natural. As a guest today, you may not be aware that there is a spirit realm there. And God is moving all the time in, in, and He is moving in our favor and He is moving things towards His will and He's moving things to His purposes and advancing the kingdom of God. And we know that the devil, our enemy, is trying to move things against the will of God, isn't he? Trying to move things and block what God is beginning and wanting to do. But we know that God is greater and more powerful than the enemy. He won the victory at the cross and the resurrection. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, we as Christians get to walk with supernatural protection. We get to walk in the supernatural power of God. It's kind of like a supernatural advantage. And I love this story that we see the servant goes out 
getting some water one day, looks up. I think he needed to change his pants that day because he sees a massive big army ready to attack. I mean, who else would have freaked out? It's crazy, man. Goes back inside, what are we going to do? You know, and, and I love that as, as Elisha comes out, he can see there's an angel army, host of angel army on the hillside there that is greater and more vast in numbers than the natural army in front of them. So he says, Lord, open his eyes and boom, suddenly he can see. See, many of us today, we need to stop looking at the perspective of our natural situation because we're only looking at one view. And we've got to allow ourselves to tap into the Holy Spirit, walk with Him in prayer so that we can begin to see, begin to picture. You may not be able to see exactly what Elisha saw in this moment, angels and all that sort of stuff. Praise God, if you ever had that opportunity, that's awesome. But really, it's about actually seeing with God's vision, seeing God's perspective on a situation. It's a knowing and a resonating inside of our spirit and just a knowledge, just an okay, just a residence of God inside of us of a knowing that this is going to be okay. This is going to work out because God is for us and not against us. And I love what it says in Romans 8.31. It says, What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? If God is for you, who can ever be against you? If God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the same God that parted the Red Sea, the same God that through Elijah caused fire to fall out of heaven on Mount Carmel, the same God of power lives in you. And if He is for you, who can be against you? That's what Paul is teaching us in Romans. See, there is a great power in the victory of the cross and resurrection of Jesus Christ. There is a power in the blood of Jesus that was shed at the cross. And knowing that we walk in this supernatural protection. And no matter what is going on in your life right now, what is happening in your world right now, maybe in your health, it may be in your family or your marriage. It may be in your business today. It may be in a circumstance that's just your own and you're dealing with a whole lot of crazy things inside of yourself. No matter what the situation is, if you're sensing conflict around your life, God is for you and not against you. I wanna tell you today, you are not alone. And maybe you feel alone, but you're not alone. As Elisha said, there's more for us than against us. And it's about knowing how do I tap into that space. Now, naturally, when you're going through a trial or a conflict in your life, or you're feeling opposition around your life, naturally, sometimes the first instance is you want to pull away, don't you? You want to pull back. You want to pull away from community. You want to pull back from being around others because you're just, you're just over it. All right, if we can just be real. But I want to tell you, that's the last thing you should do. See, in those moments, you've got to gather in and be around the right people in that moment. When there's more for us than against us, we've got to understand, I've got to be around people of faith right now. I've got to be around, I can't, I can't just surround myself with negativity. I've got to surround myself with faith. Because I don't feel much faith right now, but I've got to get into an atmosphere where there's faith. That's why when we are in church, man, we're in an atmosphere of faith. We're in an atmosphere where miracles can happen and God can move supernaturally in our lives. And, and sometimes we've got to push against, we've got to fight against our own natural, fleshly, natural reactions to pull away and just sit in it 
and wallow in it sometimes where God is saying, I want you to take a step and, and I want you to push past how you feel because on the other side of that is supernatural power. On the other side of that is life and hope and healing and restoration. That's what's there. When you dive in and come in and gather into community, that's where God can move powerfully because greater things can happen in community when you're just standing alone. He can move in our lives. I've seen more greater, more powerful things happen when people gather, when they come together in unity and say, Lord, we're coming together and we're standing with each other in this moment. I love that in life groups, I've been there and sat there as men have poured out their heart of, of circumstances and struggles that they've gone through in their lives and to get up and see another, a group of men surround one man. I, I tell you, sometimes it's almost brought tears to my eyes as I've watched these men intercede and pray for that man. And over the next few weeks, seeing the testimonies that begin to come out of a man that said, I'm not going to stop coming, even though he was honest sometimes, and some of these guys are being honest, being like, I didn't feel like coming tonight, but I came, but I'm here. And they're there in that moment, and men have surrounded them, have prayed over them, and they've been able to walk a journey and come out the other side to victory. Amen? See, sometimes the natural step is actually to keep engaged. The supernatural step is to actually find faith in God and in the Holy Spirit, to keep praying, to keep opening up your Bible when you don't feel like it, to keep reading it and letting the Word of God fill into your life and confessing Scripture over your life and not accepting the circumstance, but speaking life into the situation. See, we have the power to tap into the supernatural power of God for guidance, for protection, and for God's power in every situation of our life. And it's a choice for every single one of us. We can stay in the natural, but we have the power through the Holy Spirit to tap into the supernatural. And I want to encourage us today that I love the fact that many people that have not known how to walk this life over this month, we're going to learn together. Amen. So good. And the final thing is this, is supernatural influence. 2 Kings 6, 19 to 23, and the keys can come, thank you. When Elisha went out and told them, you have come to the wrong place, wrong way. Actually, it is now 11 o'clock. Look at that. Switched on. You ready to go, guys? Why don't we stand on our feet? Wonderful. All right, we're going to take a minute now. Thank you, everybody. Father God, we thank you today. Lord, we pray for all those returned servicemen, first of all, that have fought in some recent battles. Lord God, and we just pray right now that God, your grace and power will be upon them and that they would find the healing and salvation that they need. I thank you, God, that we live in a country that is free because of men that went to fight in a war 100 years ago. Lord God, and play our part as a nation across the globe.
And I thank you, God, for the freedom that has come through the First World War, through the Second World War, through all the other battles that have been fought to keep Australia free and other nations of the world that have been conflict to know freedom and liberty. And Lord, I thank you for Australia. I pray, God, even for the the servicemen that are deployed overseas right now in war-torn countries and conflicting areas, and I pray that, God, you would grace them. I pray that you would cover them in the blood of Christ, and God, they would be kept safe. Their families would be kept safe here back home, and I thank you for your blessing upon that. Lord, I pray for the nation of Australia. Lord, I pray that, Jesus, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords over this nation of Australia. I pray that you would guide it, guide our government, guide every level of government, guide us as a people, Lord God, that we wouldn't walk away from you, but we would walk towards you, Lord, with our decisions, Lord, with our governance, and Lord, for every area. I pray for those that hold faith in the government and in all areas of civil service. I pray your blessing upon them. Keep them strong and empower them supernaturally. I thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everyone says, amen. Amen. Thank you. Grab a seat. So 2 Kings 6, 19 to 23 says, Then Elisha went out and told them, You have come the wrong way. And this is the Aramean army that are now blind. This isn't the right city. Follow me, and I will take you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to the city of Samaria. As soon as they entered Samaria, Elisha prayed, O Lord, now open their eyes and let them see. So the Lord opened their eyes and they discovered that they were in the middle of Samaria. When the king of Israel saw them, he shouted to Elisha, My father, should I kill them? Should I kill them? Of course not, Elisha replied. Do not kill prisoners of war. Uh, Give them food and drink. And send them home again to their master. So the king made a great feast for them and then sent them home to their master. After that, the Aramean raiders stayed away from the land of Israel. See, I love what this picture shows us. Is that supernatural power of God oftentimes will give us supernatural influence. It gives us a supernatural advantage sometimes. Just like in this situation, here's the Aramean army that have been struck and blinded by God's power. They're led into Samaria, which is where the king lived. And the king's like, man, I got an opportunity here. Should I kill him? Should I kill him? And and Elisha's like, no, no, that's not what we're going to do here. Now, I want you to to feed him. I want you to give him a great big feast and a banquet and then send them home to their master. See, the key here is, is that oftentimes the Holy Spirit, when he gives us influence, will guide us to do things that we don't understand. Oftentimes, God is doing something for His kingdom because God is always about influence being for His purposes and not just for our own. See, we gain benefits, we gain blessing, and we gain what God pours out over our lives. How many of you know that God is the God of the overflow? He's the God of the overflow with His blessing and power. But oftentimes, God's agenda, God's purpose is about advancing His kingdom. It's about His kingdom being able to reach and influence going out so that people's lives are being switched onto Him, that miracles are happening, that people are being saved, that, 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 that people are switching, culture is changing and environments are shifting around us and God is all about His kingdom being established here on earth. That's what He's about. And so here in this situation, we see that the, 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 the king of, of Israel is like, man, I've got an advantage here. I've got an opportunity and, I, and you know what? He could have killed all those guys. But you know what? 
pretty much a week or maybe a month or maybe a little bit more later, the king of Aram, he would have rustled up another army. He would have paid other people to come so that they could attack Israel. How many know that would have happened? It would have happened. But because of their generosity, because of their ability to have mercy in a moment where others wouldn't have, suddenly the king of Aram, he backed off and he never sent anyone back again. How powerful is that? Suddenly they're in a war and in a conflict and then there's peace because of some mercy and some generosity. You know, oftentimes God will speak to our hearts in our situations. Sometimes you could be in a business situation where you have an opportunity, an upper hand, and you could wipe out your competitor. But God says, no, I want you to help them, not hinder them. And you're like, oh, but you know what? 20% more growth. And we can think about our advantage. And we can think about what we gain. And God's like, no, no, this is about what I'm trying to do for that person. That other business owner, that life. You don't know their family. You don't know their situation. You don't know what's going on in their world and why they're where they're at. Because there's always a bigger perspective. There's always a greater view that's going on around us all the time. And if we constantly live our lives in the natural and looking at our own gain, we'll never see what God is trying to do. God is always moving toward His purposes. He's always wanting to switch more people onto Him. He's wanting to heal. He's wanting to deliver. He's wanting to set people free. He's wanting to save lives and impact the city and the world around us. And God wants to use you and I to do that, to be positioned to influence our world wherever we are. And oftentimes it's about the leadership of the Holy Spirit. I've been there many times when God's asked me to do stuff and it did not make sense to me. It's like, God, that's ridiculous. Why do you want me to do it that way? God, I can do this, this, and this. Who's ever listed off the stuff to God? All this stuff we're going we're to miss out on. But don't move on this opportunity right now. God's like, no, let it go. Let it go. You're going to miss that one. Let it go. Hey, and then maybe months later, Maybe a little later on, you can look back in hindsight and see, oh, wow, okay, I see what you were doing, God. I see what you were doing. There's a bigger picture there. Suddenly this family's saved now. Suddenly that life has turned around and there's been a, a shift of, of faith. There's, suddenly we don't know what God's doing in that moment, but how, how many know that it's important to be obedient in those moments? And Elisha says to the king of, of Israel, he says, hey, no, we're going we're gonna to give him a big feast. We're going to celebrate. And we're going to send them home. And who knows what took place. The conflict was over. It was over. Sometimes in your obedience, in my obedience to God, it will shift the situation that we've been praying for for a long time. Just because we were obedient. Just because we listened to the Holy Spirit and listened to what the Word of God was teaching us. And listened to the, the godly advice that was around us. And we said, okay, I'm going to do that. Even though it doesn't make sense right now, one day it is going to make sense. Amen? And if we always keep ourselves in a kingdom perspective and not a perspective of just our own world and our own situation, oh man, how far greater is it for us? Helps us with these big decisions in our lives, doesn't it? Because influence is about God's kingdom and God's purposes. Amen? So we've got supernatural guidance, supernatural protection, and supernatural influence.